All right, so we have this thing from one uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, that is this Green New Deal. Now, normally speaking, we don't talk about specific issues of the day, but this one deserves some talking only because it is so emblematic of issues uh, that, that, that never stop. Uh, these, the, the, these lefties, these progressives, and I'm not talking about liberals, but lefties and progressives, they just don't stop. Uh, as we say here on the Barack Lurie podcast, the progressive monster is a hungry monster. It cannot stop eating. Uh, and the more it eats, the more it wants uh, to gobble up. So it's like, you know, it, it keeps, whatever you give it, gave it to him, it only makes him more hungry. And it keeps moving yeah. forward. Right, right. right. <clears throat> forward. That's right. Forward, forward, <laughs> forward. Yes, Hillary Clinton, I hope you're listening. So that's, that's the notion. And so generally speaking, the Green New Deal proposes... Uh, no airplanes. It proposes that, that we are 100% renewable energy, whatever that means. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Within 10 years, and all sorts of other crazy stuff, including, wait for it, wait for it, the uh, the banning of all livestock, basically getting rid of all cows because you know uh, they contribute to global warming more than anything else. And uh, this is the this is their notion of justice and great things and. Uh, dealing with reality the, the best they can. And by the way, what is renewable energy? Well, you, you guessed it. It ain't nuclear energy, which is the ultimate renewable energy when you think about it. No, 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 no. And it's, it's not hydroelectric. No, it's not even hydroelectric. It's also renewable. Yeah. It's solar and energy. And wind. And wind, that's right. Which they know, uh, solar energy and wind, uh, they know doesn't work. They just know it. And for, for them to not go to hydroelectricity, like you said, that's a mystery to me. Why they don't focus on that. Maybe they have that in their plan, but why not you know, emphasize it? No, no. They actually, don't do it. Actually, they have it. It's just like nuclear. They get, want to get rid of it because they want to take dams out right. of rivers. Okay. It okay. doesn't matter so there about you go. floodplains or how wonderfully uh, sustainable the great hydroelectric energy is, right. which it is. Yeah, of uh, course. <laughs> that's not good either. Yeah. Well, so, so it's, this is their mishigas. This is their craziness, right? They do this, and they will always do this. Okay. But I want to talk a little bit about this whole cow business because that's part of the plan. Now, I want to say ahead of time that... If you believe in this global warming crap, okay, then they're right to focus on cows because cows do indeed produce more methane and basically contribute more to, to carbon emissions than putting all the cars together and the smokestacks together combined. So it's a huge issue, understandably. I, I don't believe in global warming, therefore I don't think it's, it's I think it's garbage anyway. But I want to take us to a different tack. Why? Because Cory Booker uh, has kind of jumped into the fray himself. He, as it turns out, is vegan, one of these really obnoxious vegans. Okay, now, you know, I'm vegan myself, but I don't like, he gives a bad name to vegans, just like, I don't know, uh, RuPaul gives a bad name to uh, gays and transvestites. I don't know if, they, if he does, but I'm just going to say that. Or or O.J. Simpson gives a bad name to, to blacks. Football players. <laughs> Football players, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or uh, what's his name? Uh, Bernie Madoff gives a bad name to... Stockbrokers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that was a good one. That was right? very good, yeah. To, so Bernie Madoff you know, gives a bad name to Jews. And uh, it, you can go down the line, right? Uh, there's a lot of women that uh, give bad name uh, you know, to women. 
Um, what's, Hillary what, Clinton. Yeah, Hillary, there you go. Women. I, I was searching for this, and all of a sudden, they, the the answer was so obvious. That's why I'm here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hillary Clinton is, is a very good example of that. Yeah. It's, she's an embarrassment as well. So Cory Booker and and others, many others like him, are an embarrassment to vegans. Now, what does he do? How does this relate to the Green New Deal? So he is now championing this Green New Deal in a vigorous way. Uh, especially when it comes to the cow farts issue, right? And uh, whether it's cow farts or cow emissions of some other kind, I don't, I don't care. We don't need to get into that. The point is that methane contributes, and therefore he's all on top of this issue. Now, let me talk about how maddening this is and why he's an embarrassment and why others like him are an embarrassment. Uh, this man does not speak for me. He does not speak for most vegans. He is, as you might expect, one of these uh, vocal, boisterous, in-your-face vegans who uh, just has to let you know that he's a vegan every time he talks to you, right? So an obnoxious He's, he's truly obnoxious. And, you know, and, and you might say, well, is there any other kind, right? Yeah, there's <laughs> right? the Brock Lurie kind right. who are polite. Right. There are, there are a lot of, of very quiet vegans out there. Myself, I, I, I like to consider myself a quiet vegan. And by definition, because they're quiet, you won't hear from them. But because they're, the, the obnoxious ones are obnoxious, you, you would think that that's all there is, right? Yeah. Just, it's a salience issue. Just like if, if all you ever learned about airplanes was that they crashed, uh, and, that's, and you've never actually flown in an airplane yourself, you would say, I'm not going to get in one of those death traps, right? right? So same sort of thing here where, oh, here comes this vegan. You know, well, okay, you know what they do. Right. You know how obnoxious they are. So he's obnoxious. Um, and, but it's also you know, emblematic, isn't it, of how, how liberals – what is it? We, we had an, an email before where it says when a, when a vegan is uh, – sorry. Yeah, when a vegan is conservative, he, he, uh, he, he just live and let live. He just quietly lives his own life, right? Yeah. When a, when a gay is conservative, he doesn't demand gay marriage or demand uh, legislation. Yeah, he's not yeah. in a parade. He just leads his – not knitting a quilt. Right. Just <laughs> – Right. And when a woman is conservative, she doesn't demand it. It, it, it was a really nice email showing this and, and then showing the converse when they're a liberal, like they, they don't. They don't. So it's the same thing here. And we're talking about veganism anyway. So so sure enough, consistent with that mantra, here is a liberal vegan going to town demanding that everyone, everyone act and eat just like he does. That's right. The schmuck. Right. And no. it's the default position. It's of a, course, yes. too. Ban and demand. Ban and demand. Oh, ban I love and that. demand. Yeah, that's a very smart way of putting ban it. Ban anything I don't like yeah. and demand you live like me. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it, it's like, imagine you and I are straight. So, we're again, we're imagining, right? <laughs> we are and, straight. And, and, I'm not going to go oh, there. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm not going to play with this. <laughs> Jesus no, Christ. But imagine um, gay people demanding that you uh, be like them and stop being straight, right? Right. We, everyone would go, you know what, that's ridiculous. Well, right? but, that's, but that's going to happen in, in, in some yeah. sense. What, what they're going to do in the future, what the left will do is uh, you will not be a sophisticated person until you try homosexuality, right? right. So that's what they'll say. You don't know that you're not gay. That's what they're going to do. 
Yeah. You'll see that within five years. Oh, yeah. No, we've seen that move in the direction now, of course. But I'm just yeah. sort of making the point about, you know, uh, Corey in, in a vacuum. God, Corey yeah. in a vacuum. What a great <laughs> the name of my new album. Uh, but it's like the, the default to banning. Now, there's more stuff to this. So I'm sure we'll get to about how he's trying to cut through the, if you will, the uh, uh, noise of the Democrat presidential primary that he's entered. And part of this is that kind of, um, you know, uh, braggadocio to stand out. But the idea is just so disturbing. These are the people who for years always said, hey, stay out of my bedroom, stay out of my vagina, stay out of my womb, stay out of my abortion clinic. It's my business, my business, my but as we've seen with the straw, the bag, the light bulb, um, you know, uh, with the uh, testosterone, everything has to be banned. That's the right. default immediate yeah, yeah. position. Exactly. So, so let's talk a little bit about that because uh, you brought off offline a, a very good example: smoking. Okay. Look, I'm not a smoker. You're not a smoker. Well, right? Occasional smoker for me. But okay. You're fine. not a smoker at all. Yeah, and a lot of our mutual friends are not smokers, right? But right. none of us, none of us, myself included, would ever say. I want to ban all smoking. I mean, no, I, I may not like what the tobacco companies are doing if they are purposefully putting in um, addictive substances in order to make sure they get hooked in. That's a different story. But I'm not talking about banning a cigarette. So you, you want cigarettes? God bless you. I think it's unfortunate for you. You know, you probably are reducing your own lifespan, probably, but nevertheless, it's your business. And, you know, please don't smoke right next to me because I don't like the smell. But I'm not going to ask to ban it. That's that's right. absurd. The extent of your banning right. when it comes to a tobacco product that combusts is if someone walks into your house and lights up in your house or in your office, right? right? That's right. But if they're over at your house and they say, I need a cigarette, you'll say, hey, could you step outside? Yeah, no problem. And yes. most people who are uh, not obnoxious like Corey but considerate will go, sure, Barack, right. I'm having a nicotine Jones right now. I'm going to take a quick walk and yeah. I'll be back. And when I come back, I might <clears throat> smell a little funky, but I'm not going to bring the smoke yeah, into your own boat. Right, right, exactly right. So likewise with alcohol, yeah. right? I'm not a big alcohol drinker. I have nothing against alcohol. I just, you know. Maybe a half a glass of wine every every two weeks is is what I think is my average. I'm not. It, it doesn't resonate strongly in my life. I'm not. I, I do drink alcohol very rarely, like I said, but it's not an issue for me. But then there's plenty of DUIs. I've never driven drunk. I never will drive drunk. I, I've never been drunk for that matter. <clears throat> I just. I, I don't understand why people like alcohol so much. But nevertheless, because because I'm that way doesn't mean that I'm going to now impose. A ban on all, on all, all alcohol. It would not affect my life whatsoever if all alcohol was banned. It, I would not miss it. It would not change my life whatsoever. And by and large, you could say, well, by banning alcohol, we won't have any DUIs, at least alcohol-related DUIs. And <clears throat> that, that would be, hey, let's, let's do it. But of course, I'm not advocating for that. Now, and there are many other issues like smoking, uh, um, you know, the, the, the gay stuff they would yeah, talk about before. there's plenty of bad habits in life that you don't like. Right. But you're not going to ask it to, that it be banned. But if it affects you and it's around you, you will choose to either leave <clears throat> or ask the person doing it to take it away from your presence. Right. But banning it globally would never occur to you, including meat. You are a very, very yeah, well, we'll non-meat activist, yeah. uh, you know, advocate. But you never say to me, you like that rip I say, I'm going to ban it. Right. You know, no, it's absurd. Because if you did, I'd go like, well, <laughs> we're going to have an issue here. That's right. 
uh, and I want to get to that in a moment. The, the, the other thing is uh, we've talked a little bit about the you know, teaching of, of, of homosexuality and such like that. Like, no, just leave it alone. Don't impose it upon me. Likewise, you and I are Jewish, uh, both of us, and we live in a predominantly Christian country. P.S. Thank God. <laughs> right? <laughs> thank you. <clears throat> thank you very much. Yeah. More Christians, please, like we always say on this show and my, my Sunday show. Um, we need a lot more Christians. So please get babies out there, please. Thank you. All right. The point is that we would never say we need to ban Christmas because it makes me, because I, I don't celebrate Christmas, or we need to stop uh, Christmas displays or uh, Merry Christmas and all that stuff, right? That, that everyone complains about. I'm, you and I both say Merry Christmas. Uh, and for, for all we know, a lot of the people we say it to, whether we know it or not, are Jewish. Yeah. Well, I know how. I have a, I have a Christmas yeah. party for my law firm. Even though most of us are Jewish, and of course I'm Jewish. Yeah. I went one better. RHOA was giving out little, like, three-foot-tall Christmas trees to all the neighbors, and they left one on our doorstep. I went to the store, brought some lights, and I stringed them up on that sucker and put it right in the front window. Right. Loud and proud, and I said to my wife, we're promoting this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you, it's you know, it, We're saying, yes, please. Once when I was a liberal a long time ago... Um, Back, I guess, when I was 27 or so, I had the, uh, in, in my house in San Diego, we lived in a lovely little neighborhood, and they, every Christmas season, would string up lights, you know, as a neighborly thing, they put it on, on every all house, the houses, all the yeah. houses, and I, you know, was one, I was that guy that said, not on my house, damn it, I am Jewish, and I don't, you know, you're, you do it on your own houses, but, I, but, but, you know, now looking back, I would never say don't put it on your houses because I live on this block and it offends me to drive by a house that's lit up. It, at least I didn't do that, okay? But I'm a little bit embarrassed now uh, that I just didn't kind of go along with it and, and actually celebrate Christmas. And here I am saying Merry Christmas to everyone. Yeah, and we're more Jewish than Jewish. We're very you know, observant. We're very Jewish. We're very into our own culture. Yeah. Years ago, it would have been anathema to me to have a Christmas tree or a wreath on the house, right? But now based on the, the as we've <clears> talked about on the show, the war on Christianity, the war on Christmas, the war on all of the Judeo-Christian convention, right. I'm like... No, we have to stand with our Christian friends. That's right. I'm more than happy. Yeah, we're it's, all... not, it's not a degradation of my Judaism. No, not at all. We're, it's, we're secure in our Judaism right. to be able to say it. Exactly. Um, so in, in a sense, like uh, when 9-11 happened, everyone said we're all Americans now. So in, in a sense, we're, you know, we're all Christians now. You know, that, that's why we're promoting Christianity, uh, despite the fact that we'll never be Christians ourselves and we have no plans of converting. We love our Judaism. We're deeply Jewish. Uh, we don't uh, you know, subscribe to the faith of Christianity, but by golly, Christianity is awesome. And just like they say, that Judaism is awesome. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, not going to the vegan thing. All right. Never in my, have I ever demanded that, <laughs> that the meat industry somehow be curtailed. Never did I say that the dairy industry should be curtailed in any way whatsoever. Uh, I mean, other than, of course, making sure that they don't have a, a totally abusive practice. Right. Animal right. welfare is separate. It's separate. Yeah. And also but, but, you've but always the... known that if you wanted to make people hate veganism right. and turn off from it immediately, that the best way to do it is to say things like Booker said. Right. Exactly. Oh, he's he's doing a great job of making sure nobody's a vegan. That's, right. that's true. As, at least conservatives for that matter. But I can tell you it's um, – I'm a, a very strong advocate of veganism. Without my even knowing it, I'm now on conversion number 64 uh, just recently without me even knowing it. That's the beauty of it. 
And people come to me later on and tell me uh, that they're vegan. And I say, oh, what, what happened? Because uh, I'm always interested to know what, what triggered them to become a vegan. And they, they very often will just point to me and they say, you. I said, really? I, I mean, I'm flattered, of course. Um, and I said, what was it? He goes, well, you know, you look healthy and um, you lost a lot of weight when you went vegan and uh, you don't, you're not on any prescription pills and you're, you know, my digestion has been great like you promised it would be and I, I, all the good attributes of being yeah. vegan. Oh, and, and so, so yeah. I'm just saying, it's very passive uh, in my, my process. It's not as right. if I'm saying, please go vegan. I'm not even saying that on this podcast. I'm not. I mean, I, I, I'm a vegan because it, I started off, I had nothing to do with animal cruelty. Uh, it just was for my own health. Yeah, your only advocacy is the non-obnoxious, hey, this worked for me. Right. That's, that's, that's it. That's all. And, and it's very similar to like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to smoke cigarettes because I, I don't think it's good for us. Right, and I think it's actively bad for us. And I, I, I was a big meat eater. I had hamburgers all the time, chicken all the time, dairy all the time. And uh, I, I did a really dramatic change. I, I promised myself two weeks just to see what the fuss was all about. And sure enough, it was fantastic. So I stuck with it. Right, hang on. So I went on with this, and you know, it was great. And I, and people would look at me and they say, "You look younger. Your skin is smooth now. You've lost a lot of weight." Um, you, you seem to have a tremendous amount of energy. What gives, Brock? And I would tell them, and that was very influential. But again, I would never, ever, I, I, don't, I don't understand the mindset of these people, for that matter. Here's what does make me happy. Uh, for example, the, the dairy industry. The dairy industry, oddly enough, is worse than the meat industry. They are, they're bad guys. Uh, a lot of them, what they will do is, I mean, the dairy industry, you know the Got Milk program? Have you heard about this? Of course. Okay. So the Got Milk program is the third or fourth iteration of the milk uh, promotion. They, they used to say milk is good for you. Milk is healthy. You don't drink your milk. Um, but they got sued for it because it's, it's categorically false. So it was, it was false advertising. That wasn't regulation or anything else. They just got sued because they were literally saying a false thing. So... What the, then? So, so they had to change their program. But then they, they went to something else that was similar to it, uh, and they got sued again. Three times they got sued. And then finally they ended up with, and, and one of the th campaigns before they got sued was, um, you should drink milk because, no, here's what they say. They, said the they say the calcium is good for your bones. That's true. Milk has calcium. That's true, too. Therefore, drink your milk. Right. That's so that syllogism seems to work, but it's exactly the same thing as saying the following water is good for you. That's true. Mud has water. That's true, too. <laughs> right. Therefore, eat your mud. Yeah. What they, okay? they conveniently left out is that your body cannot. And I happen to know this independent of you. Right. Is that a body cannot absorb calcium in a usable way. If the calcium is taken into the body in the same substance that a protein is con contained right. in. So the only way right. to get usable calcium is to eat kale or spinach. Right. Green stuff. Right. Exactly right. Not milk. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. So that's that's just one of the things. And then they ultimately went with the Got Milk program, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, you And I think the, way, the words you were looking for, and you all remember this when I say this, is mm -hmm. remember this one. Milk does a body good. Right. 
right? Yeah, that's right. Because that yeah. was the third iteration after the yes. calcium. And they got sued for that. Yeah. Does a body good was them saying, well, it's not health food, but does a body good, you know. Right. Does a body comma good, whatever. So then it became got milk. Yeah. Right. And got milk is fine because they're basically saying, hey, look, it's, it's like a Snickers commercial, right? Yeah. Mm, I got a craving for Snickers now. Right. Got Pringles, got milk, that's fine. got Doritos. I, I have no problem with that. Yeah. You know, it's, got cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, just, you're selling your product and you, you say it's tasty. Okay, fine. Yeah, got I have nicotine. no problem with that. And, and some of the commercials are, are really funny, like like the Aaron Burr commercial, you know, got milk. And the hell commercial is hysterical. The, and the hell is the chocolate chip cookie one. Right. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where, yeah. Oh, that's a great commercial. It was, it was yeah. absolutely hysterical. And I have no problem with those commercials. I would yeah. not say ever ban it. But here's what's been happening to the dairy industry. The, what's happening is supply and demand. The dairy industry is actually falling apart because more people are demanding almond, soy, hazelnut, and otherwise. Yeah, I mean, Ari brings almond milk to me all the time, and it was really, it's really $72 cool. $72 lattes, fresh almond milk, <laughs> milked by angels. Yes, to apparently. squeeze the souls out of almonds. Yes, so you get the principle. Before he goes totally off the rails. I, uh, so the demand for uh, non-dairy substitutes is very high. And therefore, the, you know, that's, that's the way it works. It's, it's great. I'm totally fine with that. Jiggy with that. That's the way it should be. And the more people go vegan, the less people have, uh, you know, in the dairy industry. Okay. So, so what I'm saying is supply should always meet demand. Okay. Let's not regulate this. Yeah, if the market goes somewhere and a product is no longer wanted, like, say, an obsolete toaster that right. burned your house down, great, don't buy it. Don't buy it. The market will ban it eventually through non-wanting. Right. Well, right? for example, Blockbuster, right, doesn't exist anymore yeah. because people don't care for you know, manual <laughs> tape or light fees or, yeah. or the tape. Right? Nobody rents anymore. You know, it wasn't a form of regulation. It was the market that responded to that. Now, that's not a question of health or anything, but... The, but the principle is the same. Just let the market decide this. And there are more vegans out there, more people at least who don't want dairy, or even if they don't consider themselves vegans, they just prefer the taste of almond milk or they think it's healthier, and I think it is, uh, or soy or whatever it might be. And uh, let's let's just do it that way. Let's just stop all this crap about, yeah. about, about regulation. Likewise with cigarettes. We're not advocating the banning of cigarettes, but I, I'm guessing, and I think I'm right, that there are probably fewer cigarettes sold, at least in America, than there were uh, 50 years ago. Okay? Big. That, that's the way it works. Yeah, I'm it, totally fine with that. And yeah. it's not because of higher taxes or higher or, regulations or education or, or, education or, or thing, yeah. like that. It's just, you know, there's a, there's a greater health awareness, and they just decided, okay, you know, it's, so that's the way it's going to be. There's going to be a supply of cigarettes that will meet the demand for those cigarettes. That's yeah. it. And a perfect example actually happened in California in the last five years. Marijuana went from... Uh, criminal, a uh, criminal substance to medically allowed through all these, you know, <coughs> weird loops and, you know, uh, uh, you know, gesticulations of regulation to legal for adults over 21. Right. And we we're told, ah, it'll be taxes and they'll come in. What interesting things happening. Right. The same number of people who are getting high from their illegal drug dealer are the same number getting high now. The taxes rolling in are much lower than anyone thought. And the number of people smoking now that it's legalized and not a uh, taboo thing is actually going down. Isn't that interesting how, you know, and we have different opinions about, you know, the moral thing on that. Neither of us is advocating legalizing crystal meth, of course. But is it interesting that something that doesn't make people feel good in the long run is not something people ingest? Right. Right? right. The market is obsolescing it. 
Right. Well, we have a difference in opinion on that. Yeah. But, but, but the but, dynamic but we, 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 that you're we won't talking about is the same. Yeah. I'm not getting into drug legislation, but I'm saying if people figure out dairy makes them feel like crap, they're not going to do dairy. I'm a perfect example of this. I'm not vegan. You know, I love my ribeye steaks yeah. and hamburgers. Yeah. But I, years ago, because of what dairy is, I, and I never liked milk. I never drank it growing up. I think you can see my beautiful physique because of Yeah, you got it, smooth right? skin. Yeah. But anyway, I, in the mid-90s, I minimized my dairy intake. Right. I do it very rarely, and I do it for sort of as a special occasion thing. And the only dairy I probably take in is butter, and that's it. But very little else. And um, I'm a perfect example of even if you don't eliminate something entirely, you because of how things make you feel, you minimize it. Right. Your you demand for it is less. Yeah. Like you're talking about alcohol. You don't want banned. For, and we're just talking about for you. But you minimize it. You do it once every two weeks. You know, right. I do a cigar every six months, you know, something okay, like that. So it's, here's where I'm going to go with this. The, the ultimate point of this is that do I believe in regulation? Uh, almost never. Almost never. The only time that I can contemplate regulation is, at least in the, the vegan world, because we're dealing with animals. They're not the same products as, let's say, this computer, the computers that we're working with or the microphone that's in front of us right now. You know, the, the, this microphone doesn't have any feelings or an awareness of itself. Um, well, wait for Terminator, I suppose, and then we'll see. Yeah. We'll so see about sex, that. Your sex robot thing. But That's you're right. talking about animals that feel yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're feeling pain and they're self-aware and they can, they can suffer. And I want to reduce that suffering as much as possible. And you know, to the credit of the animal industry, the uh, the meat industry, they're doing what they can. Uh, I don't think it's good enough. Um, at the end of the day, I, I would like to see it be a much a more changed. I now one thing that very few people know is that there are so many subsidies going to the meat industry and the dairy industry, such that if you were actually to take away those subsidies, and I I don't believe in subsidies either, right? We're, we're conservatives after all. And there are so many subsidies going to this, and, and the effect of it is to allow farmers and and other and, and producers to otherwise reduce prices on their hamburgers and otherwise. And if you actually took away the subsidies and let prices go to their natural demand, um, it would be very high. So the equivalent of a Big Mac, if, you know, today's Big Mac, instead of it being what is it, uh, two fifty or something. Uh, I don't even know what the price is. It would be is. like $15. It would be $15. It would be yeah. a, a much higher. And you would have that Big Mac from time to time, but not you know every other day like many people have. So in, in a way, I want it to be totally deregulated in right. every respect, both the positive and the negative, such that the eventual supply will be the way it's – and the price will be natural. And at some point, people will say, you know what, $15 a hamburger? No, thank you. I'll just try that celery and the, and the broccoli and the beans and everything else instead because that's going to be a lot cheaper. Right. And one more point about that and how that affects the cruelty factor of the animal is if the animal is that much more valuable <clears throat> to the farmer raising it, the farmer will treat each animal that much more tenderly and more valuably. Yeah. And f fewer will be abused or thrown away and they'll be bred in such a way that the, each one will be nurtured like children. Right. Which is what we want. You know, we talked about it, you know, on this podcast before, how God wants us to treat animals well and nurture them and, you know... Um, well, 
it's a little off topic, but it's the same thing as in a Thomas Keller cookbook, The Gourmet Chef. He talked about one of the things that's important for him is having the respect for the animal because the animal gave its life to be on this plate. And he wished everyone, no matter what you ate, at least had that attitude towards the that's animal. Right. Well, then that's what we do with their brucha and the, and the Christians do with their, their blessings before they eat, as, as we all should. It's, it is a true, I mean, not just the meat, but also the, also the broccoli and the mashed potatoes and other things. So it's, it's good stuff. Look, you know, I'm deeply a conservative. I'm deeply a Jew. And I'm deeply a vegan. I, I, I love being a vegan for a whole bunch of different reasons. I believe that being a vegan is actually a conservative prospect. It's been, it, like many things, the liberals have stolen veganism. How about that? The liberals have stolen civil rights, right? They've stolen the, the, the notion that they are the compassionate ones. Um, and they pretend it's theirs. Yeah, they've stolen the care for children, the whole for the children thing. Great oh, really? example. In the abortion clinic? Yeah. You care about children? Yeah. Really? They, they, they are stealing uh, our issues because they know they're good issues. Uh, they, they're stealing the notion of justice, right? Because they call it social justice now. But real justice is, ain't that whatsoever. There's, you know, they, they constantly steal from our basic values. Yeah, the Jewish liberals have stolen the tikkun olam oh, yeah. concepts oh, and t- totally changed the meaning of it. And they don't. And, and then they give a bad name to to Jews, uh, you know, because of, not, not not in terms of the Bernie Madoffs. I'm talking about the classic liberal Jew who tells the Christian and and everybody else who's not Jewish, this is what Judaism teaches, and isn't this great? It's a big lie. Tikkun olam does not mean what they claim it to mean. Uh, it, Judaism is nowhere close. To liberalism, it, it is a hundred percent the opposite. In fact, uh, Judaism, real Judaism, is you know down to the core, down to the wire, conservative uh, conservatism, straight up, no issue there. And likewise, now going to veganism, veganism is a pure conservative concept. And we had uh, what's her? She was lovely. What was her name? Jane. Uh, Jane Vellis Mitchell. Yeah, she was lovely. Yeah. She was a, a great Jane, guest. Jane Unchained is her website. Right. Yeah. So she was here as a guest. What a pleasure. Now, this woman is, is very progressive. Uh, she is a lesbian. Like we are. <laughs> We're both a lesbian. We're lesbians trapped inside men's, bo- men's bodies. Yeah. I'm not trapped. I'm, I'm a lesbian. I'm trapped, man. I'm trapped. Um, <laughs> deep in my core, I want to be a lesbian. Anyway, you get the idea. I don't know. No, you don't get the idea. That's crazy. What am I saying? <laughs> you get the idea. Me? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. she was there, and we were talking about, and I think I, I really kind of uh, gave her a concept that she never thought about, that there's a conservative, um, the conservative case for veganism. And her case was kind of a weaker case, the liberal case. Uh, she, she espoused it, and I'm sure she felt very uh, strong to it. But the liberal case as she presented it was, uh, we need to be compassionate to animals, we care about the environment, uh, that sort of thing, as if conservatives don't care about animals as if you know conservatives yeah. don't well, care about like the environment have been told we want dirty air and water and right. dead children yeah. so, dead so therefore for her it's yeah. it's a liberal thing but in fact it's actually a conservative thing and uh when i say it i you know people are kind of surprised about that yeah well let me prove it to you the number one thing when you think about conservatives is limited government right so a i want limited government i, I want I want no subsidies. I want no regulation of the industry whatsoever, other than to make sure that you know you don't cruelly treat an animal. I think everyone's on board with that. Okay, conservatives and liberals alike. 
Um, but the other thing you think about when you think about conservatism is responsibility, right? You are in charge of your own destiny. Right. Is that fair? We have the idea that if every individual is a responsible person, then the amount of government one absolutely needs would be absolutely minimal. That's right, minimal. And everything is localized from a government uh, you know, uh, control sort of uh, way. So where am I going with this? I say to you, and most, the, the great vegan doctors out there say, one of the greatest things about being vegan is that you are in charge of your own health. Most people feel like their health is a question of Russian roulette. Right. Like, oh, I got the cancer. Oh, I got this heart attack. Oh, and, and, and they always love saying the same thing. Y you know, if your time is coming, it's coming. You can do nothing about it, buddy, right? You're helpless. But the vegan doctors will tell you, no, you're not helpless at all. In fact, more often than not, in fact, 90% of the time, you are totally in charge. Socrates said, you know, um, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. And he was right. You know, most of the, the cancer cures that we have or, or the disease cures that we have, they're, they're actually found in nature. They're things that we eat. Uh, and sometimes they're found in South America, sure, or whatever. But nevertheless, there are different substances that, come, that, that we find in nature. Natural minerals, natural food. So, for example, you know, if you're vegan, you know that, you know, you have no constipation. I'm sorry to be a little bit gross about that, but it's it's not gross. I mean, who wants no, constipation? Having constipation is gross. That's gross. Yeah, exactly. Not right. having constipation is a wonderful gross. thing. Yeah. I yeah. mean, who want, who doesn't want to be regular, as they say right. on, on TV? Um, and vegans are regular. They they don't have this problem at all. And every vegan listening to this knows what I'm talking about. Likewise, we have smooth skin. Likewise, we rarely get sick. Likewise, the uh, the, the incidence of cancer and heart disease and strokes is almost nil. You are in control of your health. <clears throat> you are responsible for your health. And as vegans, we say, you know, take charge. Take charge of your own goddamn life, right? As opposed to this notion of, well, you know, we need the government to help us, we, right? We need, well, well, we need someone to, you know, uh, you know I, I, I find myself in a situation where I don't make enough money and I need the gov government to give me stipends and uh, food stamps. And you need to take care of my kids' uh, a breakfast in, at, at school. And their daycare. Right, and their daycare. And I need Cory Booker to ban something so I don't Bingo. get cancer. Now we're full circle. For me. Exactly That's right. That's exactly it. And, and so I, I think veganism is a very conservative concept. And I love it. I mean, I, I'm always been a take charge sort of guy. I, I didn't like where I was working uh, in a law firm. And I realized, you know what? I, you know, my own unhappiness, I can take charge of that. I'll start my own firm. Thank you very much. And boy, am I enjoying it. It's been fantastic. As we live in, um, okay, the drive-by shooting, son. <laughs> yeah, that's a little you bit. Need, you need to put this law firm in a better neighborhood. That's Apparently, yes. <laughs> that's right. Hey, where, where else will I get my clientele? Right. <laughs> no, I don't do criminal defenses, you know. We, we used to edit out the sirens that um, went by, but I, I think it adds a uh, local color, you know. <laughs> Okay. That's the fabric. All right, so back to the vegan thing. Yeah. So this but, is you're, but you're so right. You know, On the one hand, these people are advocating for all these things, for all this wonderful panacea way. But like you've talked about over and over again on this podcast, they only have one solution or two. Government is the solution right. and banning is the solution. That's right. It's never 
hey, I'm running for president. I want to be a leader. So imagine how much more refreshing his message would be and how much more he would stand out from the pack if he said, <clears throat> you know, we need a new form of Democrat Party liberal leadership. Right. I'm vegan. I'd like you all to be vegan. It's a good thing for you, but it's your choice. Yeah, and exactly. I'm going to stay out of this mean industry, but you guys know how I feel. Be an example and, as, as, right. as opposed to being a dictator. Yeah, every other – and you think about how good politics that would be. He, he'd get Republicans to – on board with him if he said, you know what, all my opponents in this field, they're talking about banning stuff. Ocasio-Cortez wants to ban airplanes. Uh, Klobuchar wants to ban warmth. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, Elizabeth right. Warren wants to ban pale face. Uh, you know, whatever it is, you know. Mm -hmm. That's really funny, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to stand apart, and I'm just going to encourage you to make your own decisions. My decision is this. I'd like to lead. You should go where I'm leading. That's it. Yeah, you're so right. Listen, the, the look, the overall picture as we wrap this up is that you know, veganism is, in fact, a very conservative cause, Whether, but, but the liberals have stolen it. I just want you to know that. You don't have to be a vegan, um, just like you don't have to be a non-smoker, I suppose. But the fact is that the liberals have taken this over. They've made it look, you know, cheesy, uh, to use a funny phrase. Uh, they've made it look like, uh, you know, there's, there's hippy-dippy sort of a thing to do. It ain't so. There are plenty of us out there, and it's very consistent with the notion of taking charge of your own life, your own destiny, your own health care, for that matter. I don't need to see the doctor, you're right? I mean, that's why Obamacare and all that stuff, it pisses me off. But if they really wanted people to be healthy, they wouldn't just automatically prop up all these things and, and say, instead they would, would say, you know, don't don't subsidize the industry that makes people unhealthy for one thing. Yeah, don't subsidize the sugar industry. Don't subsidize yes. the tobacco industry, and don't subsidize the meat industry. Right. Just <clears throat> if it costs some money, have people choose to pay it. That's right. That's all. And ultimately, people will go the healthy way, and it turns out to be the cheaper way as well. I, I love being a vegan. I love being Jewish. I love being American. Um, I, I I love Christianity, but these are all things. All things that I, I consider deeply conservative, and as a consequence, I'm I'm a happy guy. We move forward. And Cory Booker, stop this crap, okay? Yeah, what a disgrace! He's, he is he is a disgrace to himself. <laughs> He's a disgrace to vegans. Uh, so, anyway, He's a disgrace to bachelors. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> He's available, Ari. Right. There you go. <clears throat> oh, I've made my move. I've made my move. All right. With that, we will end. This is Brock Lurie, signing off, saying God bless. And we'll talk with you next week.